Yeah. Hey, it's my joy to be with you tonight. Uh, really is. Uh, I was singing in the back there. And just thinking, it wasn't that long ago I was sitting in these seats as a college student. I mean, it looks like a long time, but uh, it doesn't feel like that long. Now, when I came tonight, they, they uh, well, I mean, a couple weeks ago, they said, uh, Dave, would you teach us about sharing faith from the book of Acts? Would you, would you, like, take something from the book of Acts and teach us, like, what words do we use to share our real faith in Jesus? Or how do we know when a friend is ready to hear it? Or what stories do we tell? Or how does it work? And so uh, I'm going to use Acts chapter 10. So if you have a Bible, that'd be great. Open it to Acts 10. If it's on your phone, open your phone. There are Bibles under your seats. Um, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 10. And here's, the, uh, here's really the message of the, of the night. Like, I'll tell you what I'm going to say, then I'll say it, then I'll tell you what I said, and then maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. Three stories. Three stories. When you're sharing your faith with someone, you need to deeply, 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 deeply listen to their story. Because God's at work in their life already. They may not see it, but as you're listening to your friend's story, and that's such an important thing. Proverbs says, every life is deep waters, deep waters. And, like, if you just skim over the water like you're water skiing, like, you don't know anything. You know their name. You know their hometown. But, like, what makes them tick? What are the hurts in their lives? What are the joys? What are the celebrations? So uh, the first story is what's their story? And, you know, what's really fun about that is um, it's really fun to live the way that you're, like, learning people's stories. Have curiosity. So that's the first one. The second one, and this may be the weakest of all in the room tonight, is you need to share your story. Your story. Vulnerably. Um, so their story, you got to listen deeply. Your story, you have to share vulnerably, and especially your faith story, which we're going to get to. And then the third thing is along the way, you bring God's story. God's story. So their story, our story, and then God's story. And uh, let's look at Acts chapter 10 and see how it works in this case. Uh, Acts 10 is an unbelievably important chapter in the Bible. And uh, just let me read just a little bit of it here, beginning with verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion, an army guy, uh, who was known in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing, he gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. You know what we would call Cornelius today? He was not a Christian. He didn't know anything about Jesus. And he was not a Jew, so he wasn't religious. You know what we would call him today if, if he was down the street or down the hall in the dorm? We would say he's a spiritual person. He, he's a spiritual person. Cornelius was a spiritual person. He believed in some kind of higher power. He believed the higher power would probably like want him to be kind to the poor and the marginalized, right? That's who he was. He was a spiritual person. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius! Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, 
Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, Peter. One of the really important things um, that you need to know when you go to share your faith with a friend is, uh, we have a slide on this, God is already at work in your friend's life. God is already at work there. You're not the first one that God's going to use in a life. God is already at work there. One time, uh, I was a high school coach and youth director, and uh, we had a group of leader Christians, and we made a list of kids we were going to go share with. But you know, when we went and shared and listened to their story, we figured out most of those kids had more faith than the student leaders I had sent there. Have you ever gone on a mission trip thinking that you're going to take the message of Jesus, and then you sit down there, and they have more faith than you do, and you come back and you go, wow, God was already at work there in a big way. So you may not know it, and in fact, your friend you're sharing with may not know it, but God's at work. And in fact, as you listen, you might begin to hear and help your friend know for the first time, didn't you, did you think about maybe God is doing that? Maybe God gave you that skill? Maybe God connected you with that person. So um, they won't be, but this is a really important concept uh, that God is already at work in people's lives. And one other important concept, if you're going to share your faith, God needs to be at work in our lives, right? In our lives. We're going to see that's a part of Acts 11. God has to be at work in our lives. Uh, in fact, in uh, uh, 10, the first, eight chap the first eight verses that I read, we heard how God was at work in Cornelius' life. And if we look at 1034, so jump over there for a minute. 1034. Then Peter began to speak. And here's what he says. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but, accepts, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and who do what is right. What, what, uh, what Peter is saying there is, like three or four days ago, I should have known this, but I didn't. But because I had this vision, we'll talk about the vision in a minute, on this rooftop, he's saying, um, I'm learning right now, Cornelius. And that's what... Part of we have to be sure. If we're going to share faith, it can't be like an old faith I kind of got, I became a Christian like 10 years ago, and nothing's happened since then. Then I have nothing to share. But if, in place of that, I'm like walking with Christ, some of what Bradley was sharing, I'm like recognizing God's presence right here, right now. That's an important part of how we're sharing One more thing before I talk about our friend's story, our story, and God's story. And um, this is from verse 26. And this is just so important. Um, they get together. Peter comes. Peter, Peter has a vision. 
Cornelius has a vision. He sends for Peter. Peter goes up on a rooftop and has a vision. This is like 12, 14, those verses. And uh, there are these unclean animals on a sheet that God gives him a vision. And God says, go ahead, Peter, you're hungry. Go ahead and kill these and eat these. And Peter goes, no, 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 I'll never eat anything unclean. Because he was a Jew, and these animals were out of bounds for their religion. And God makes a statement. If I say something's clean, it's clean, go ahead and eat it. And Peter's going, what kind of a dream is this? This is a crazy dream. This is an out of bounds dream. This is a challenging dream. And then... Um, God says, well, here's what it's about. You're going to have some people come to your door, and they're going to invite you to go see the centurion. And Peter, you need to go. That's what makes this chapter so amazing, that Cornelius is the first person, really, non-Jew, who actually is filled with the Holy Spirit, becomes a follower of Jesus in the whole Bible. And that's one other thing about sharing your faith, Stay with me here. It's a like a hu- it has huge implications um, when you simply share your faith. Like when Peter shared with Cornelius, it opened the door to millions of others being shared, but who were non-Jews, including you and me. And it, he needed to do it. And then let's take a look at how it actually happened. So um, we're going to look at ten. Twenty-three. Twenty, yeah, twenty-three. Peter at Cornelius' house. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. Peter entered the house. Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence, but Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself, just like you. And so what's happening here is we need to see that when we're sharing with someone, we're equal. We're not better than the friend we're sharing with. We are equals. God brought us together for a purpose. I'm not better. I'm not more moral. I just happened to have been chosen first by Jesus. And now I get to share with this equal of mine. And like we, we can't, as followers of Christ, think we're better. So Peter says, what, Cornelius? Get up. We're like the same. And then Peter went inside. Now I'm on verse 27. And found a huge, a large gathering of people. And he said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or even come into his house or visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without, without raising any objection. And then here's the key question. May I ask why you sent for me? That's Peter saying, hey, Cornelius, what's your story? Hey, why would you send for a disciple of Jesus? What's going on in your life? And now Peter listens real intently, and here's what Cornelius shares. Cornelius answered, 
four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour. At three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa, get Simon. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Now, there was probably a whole bunch more of his story that was told there. There's probably like, uh, on the way, I'm sure Peter was asking the servants, hey, who is this Cornelius? And why would he send for me? And why am I going to a Gentile's house? And he's asking all those questions to get information. And that's what we need to do with our friends. We need to become experts at listening to their story. And when we hear their story, we need to be like listening with a lens of where might God be at work and where might li my life intersect with their life and where might they have celebrations and where might they have hurts. And this is what makes sharing your faith so fun because that part of it, listening to their story, is fun. It's not weird. It's, it's not freaky. It's like, it's just People want to share their story if we have the time to listen. So that's what Peter does with Cornelius. And then Peter shares his story. Just, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who, who fear him and who do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all? You know what has happened throughout Judea. You know all of this. We are witnesses of everything. And now he moves, verse 29, 39, 39. Now he moves to the story of God. And he says this. They killed Jesus by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. The whole book of Acts really has one message, one story of God. It's Jesus and it's Jesus was alive, and he showed us how to live, and he died, and God brought him back to life. So if you're sharing the story of God, it has to be centered in Jesus. So, what's your friend's story? What's your friend's story? Listen deeply. Listen for the deeper water. Listen uh, all different kinds of times. And then your friend will often say, well, tell me something about your story. Tell me something uh, that would be interesting about your life. You know, have you had ups and downs? Have you been discouraged, encouraged? Have you celebrated? And then as you're a follower of Christ, you automatically bring in some of what God is doing. And then there's two parts of your story I think you need to become experts at and have words for. And this is going to be what I'm going to challenge everyone. Are you real clear in your mind why you decided to follow Jesus? People decide to follow Jesus for a lot of reasons, right? Uh, some people need to get rid of guilt. Some people are afraid of hell. Some people need love. Some people need purpose. 
Do you know what it is that, I've even had a kid say, well, I follow Jesus uh, to please my mom and dad. Okay, what's your story? What's your story? Think about this. Now, here's the other question, because that's going to be very helpful to your friends. I chose, for instance, me, I was a UNI student when I really gave my entire self to Jesus. And I was walking around the UNI campus for days and days and days. And I was trying to figure out, what's my purpose? I know I'm going to get a job. I know I'm going to have a family. I know I'm going to have a couple cars and I'm going to buy a house. But what's my purpose? And that's what Jesus gave me. I figured out he gave me purpose. Now, along the way, I also figured out that I was a person who needed, I had this black hole of love in my life. I just needed love. And so there was a time in my life where his love was just vital to me. And today, if you said, Dave, what makes you tick today? What makes you still give your full allegiance to Jesus today? I'd have an answer I never had in college. I never had as an adult. You know what's really important to me about my Christian life? Heaven. Heaven. Because I've got a lot of people there I love. And I'm really, it's important to me. And you see, when you come to Jesus, you get it all, right? You get purpose and you get love and you get forgiveness and you get your guilt washed away. And you get heaven, and you get to avoid hell. But your story is, what part of that was important to you? Because your friend wants to hear that. And then, what part today is important to you? You see, sharing faith isn't like a one-time deal. Like, I'm going to go share my faith for 10 minutes. It's like, it's like a life. Like I'm interacting and having friends and listening to their story and sharing my story. And along the way, I'm bringing God. And the story, when I share God's story, it needs to be without issues and it needs to be centered on Jesus. He's the center of it. So we're going to, I'm going to pray in just a minute and then we have a couple meditating questions for you and a couple minutes. And like, this is, uh, this is important. I think we have a slide on this. Um, this is important because I think this is the key. It's like, can you figure out and put into words, why did you first follow Jesus? When was that? Oh, I was at a camp and I gave him my heart. And I think the reason I did was this. What was the first reason? And then... Why do you follow him today? Why do you follow him today? This is really important to your friends. And then, can you listen to your friends' stories without judgment? Without judgment. Because uh, we all make mistakes. We all are broken. And we need to be able to talk. So we're going to reflect after I pray. And then uh, we'll move to worship after that. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for every story 
in this room. Every person sitting here has a story. And it has old parts and it has new parts. And I thank you for that. Father, I ask you in these minutes that you would help us think deeply about why we began to follow Jesus, what it was about him or our life or what we needed that he met and why we're still following him. In Jesus' name, amen.